Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Go with Julio podcast. I'm a tech marketer turned leadership coach on a mission to educate, inspire, and empower you to unlock your best, most authentic self as a leader. If you're ready to confront the hard things getting in the way of your success in a way that's real and honest and loving, then you're in the right place because you can and you will. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are talking about tips to prepare for the holiday, ways that you can manage your anxiety and stress and step into the holiday season with a bit more grace, a bit more compassion, and some renewal. Use it as an opportunity to recharge yourself. And it is the time of year where we can unwind and reconnect with family and really look forward to stepping into the next year. But if you're too stressed about work and in life, um, the energy of that can carry over into your holiday experience. And that makes it harder for you to refuel and step into the next year. And the first thing we need to talk through is we have to acknowledge. We have to acknowledge the existence of the stress, the existence of the fear, of the anxiety, of the discomfort, of the pressure, of the pain, whatever that is. We have to learn to acknowledge it and, and give it a seat at the table. Recognize that it's there and it's there to try and tell you and share with you something. You know, maybe for you, the holiday is a heavy time. Maybe you're meeting family that's going to trigger you or that causes you stress. You know, maybe it's finances that are holding you back. Maybe it's about making choices for the next year or what job you're going to do. It could be a loved one that you miss. Or maybe it's the stress and anxiety of having to go to all the parties and all the entertainment and everything, trying to be everywhere and do everything. I understand if you're stressed, if you are anxious, if you are overwhelmed, that's okay. You can normalize it. When we don't acknowledge that these things exist, they metastasize. They grow into every corner and crevice of our life and they get louder because they're just trying to send us a message. So the first step in being able to make sure that you can handle yourself successfully over the holidays is to acknowledge whatever is present, to merge with the present moment and to meet it where it is at. You don't have to love it. You don't have to agree with it, but it's about merging with it and being with it. It's trying to say, I'm here. Don't ignore me. I'm trying to warn you. And so the more we ignore or bury it, the more it shouts and it screams for our attention. That's what's happening. So the best thing for stress is to be aware. I am aware that I have stress. The worst thing for stress is to avoid it, to pretend that for some reason it doesn't exist. That's the worst thing we can do for the stress. Be aware of it. I am aware of my stress. So let's get into the top four sources of stress around the holidays. What are they? You look at the data, financial stress, 28%. Family stress, 21%. Travel and planning, 18%. Disrupted routines, 18%. These are the top four sources according to research. Can anyone here relate to one of these? One or more or all of them, right? And it's harder because we see holiday as a time to celebrate and relax and rejuvenate. It's meant to be positive, but when it isn't, it almost feels worse, right? You have this expectation and it's not met, so it almost feels worse. And there's stress around the idea of what the events, the family events are supposed to be and the reality. And so I want to invite you to consider reframing that things will be difficult, you know, not perfect. 
I have a couple tips. And the first tip for you as a high-performing leader, take all your time off. Take all of it fully, wholly. Delete the email from the app. Delete the Slack. Take the time off. Do you know that four out of 10 U.S. workers don't even take all their time off? Because as amazing as you are as a high performer, the truth is we can't just keep burning the midnight oil over and over again. We have to refuel. We have to come back to our way station and refuel the tank. And I know that's hard for us to hear as high performers because we're always on the move and always looking to the to-do list is forever full and there's always more work to be done. But the reality of the situation is you have to slow down in order to speed up. And the way in which you can do that is by honoring the fact that you are allotted time off and you take it and you respect it. When you don't take the time off, you cannot refuel. You're going to end up doing more work, but getting less work done because your your cup isn't full. So you're going to be spending more time at work, but you're going to be getting less done. And that's going to negatively impact your relationships. When I worked at Google, it was almost a badge of honor that in the four years I hadn't taken vacation so much so that HR sent me an email saying, hey, you've hit your max. Like you can't accrue anymore. You have to take time off. And that was a badge of honor for me because I didn't want to take time off. I thought I needed to burn the midnight oil and just work incessantly. And the truth is, is I was burning myself out because of it. The first step is to take all of the time off and honor that and respect that, including deleting email and Slack temporarily. Whatever your situation, your set of circumstances, whatever you have to do, do it. That's the kindest, most loving, most gentle thing you can do for yourself, y'all, because by honoring yourself, you can't help but honor others in the process. Think about this. It's one of the few times in the whole year where everyone switches off to nourish and to honor themselves. And so consider offering yourself the gift of taking that time off. Also pay attention to how many people you're seeing during your time off. We all like to be with so many people such that by the time we're done with our holiday, we need a holiday from the holiday. How many of y'all can relate to what that's like when you're going, 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 you're like, where's the holiday? I now need a break. Allow yourself to do the switching off and to do what it is that you really want to do. How many of us feel like we need to go to this party or that dinner or go to this event or that this or that, and we are uncomfortable saying no and setting boundaries about what's okay and what's not okay, right? You go somewhere just because someone else wants you to go, but not because it's something you truly want to do. And this is your reminder that this is a time for you, not necessarily everybody else. So you have to align yourself with what makes sense for you. Which brings me to another thing. You're allowed to say no. You are allowed to say no. You can set boundaries. Saying no doesn't have to be aggressive or argumentative. You can say no with grace and with care and with love and kindness. It is possible. Uh, No doesn't have to feel like a rejection. You know, when we decline an invitation, it doesn't have to be a closed door. It really doesn't. It can be a gentle nudge. It can be very kind. So there's a way to take responsibility and communicate clearly from the most loving place of your heart Instead of not responding to an email, you can respond, hey, I noticed this, I see you, I'm proud of you, 
that's not going to work for me, but we'll catch up in the new year. And the truth is, is it becomes an issue if you ignore it. If it gets closer and it gets harder, you start to say, how do I get out of this? Oh man, how am I going to let them down? You either go or you guilt your trip yourself and feel bad and trying to make it up and overdoing it. Be okay with saying no and setting an expectation. And it's less about the answer and more about the affection with which it's been delivered. If you need to say no, do it earlier because the longer you wait, the more stress you give yourself. Okay, next piece of advice. Expecting triggers, it's better with family in particular, is better than uh, hoping they won't happen. So how many of us are going to enter families where we're going to be triggered, either politics or judgment or sarcasm or pain or whatever? There's so many ways that families can be triggering. I get this a lot in my family. There's a lot of triggering that happens. And, you know, I know that the word trigger um, has a lot of meaning. But for me, as a coach, I would invite you to consider that just being a signal for you to identify something within you, energy within you that needs to be worked through. So if you are feeling discomfort and you feel dysregulated with somebody, can you move into curiosity? Can you recognize that it's going to come and do some of the work beforehand to breathe and to do the thought work? Recognize the thought that's going to come and the thought you're going to replace it with so that you can stay emotionally regulated. Even if that means, look, I'm not even going to sit next to that person. I used to have this for 10 years with my dad. When when my dad kicked me out in high school and I would go see the Latin side of the family for the holiday and my dad would walk in the door and I'd walk into one room and he'd walk into another and he wouldn't talk to me. And for many, many years, I would share the same space with my dad and he wouldn't say a word to me. He would just pretend that I didn't exist. And I had to manage that. But the good news is that we often know where we're going to feel dysregulated, where we're going to feel thrown off course, we know. And so it helps to prepare. It helps to be aware of it, to do some breath work, to recognize and do some thought work beforehand, knowing you're going to step into it. And so rather than hope it won't happen, how can we expect that it will happen and that we're going to plan for it so that we're not caught off guard? And you know, when there's traffic, you know there's going to be traffic, so you bring a nice podcast, you bring a nice album, and you expect that there's going to be traffic. It's the same thing. You know it's going to happen, and that there are going to be people who may irritate you, and so you can work on this. I know this person's going to trigger me, so you know what? I'm going to steer clear of them. I'll expect it. I'll plan for it. I'll do some prepping. I think another piece of advice is not to abandon therapy and meditation. During this time, it's easy to get off course, but stick with your practice. Can you use this time as a moment to reflect, to not rush to the phone or an email or an activity or seeing somebody, but just be and be able to notice where did you learn during this year? Where did you grow most during this year? What has come up for you? Do a 2023 reflection and 2024 planning. What does that look like? What made this year wonderful? And what are you going to take with you from this year and bring it into next year? Watch what happens from that because humans need reflection. I think reflection we know as coaches, as leadership coaches and leadership practitioners, reflection is a way to get out of your limbic system and into your cortex. The limbic system is sort of the reptilian fight or flight part of your brain. The cortex is the more sophisticated component of your brain, that which controls thinking, 
So we want to move from the limbic into the cortex through reflection. And reflection allows you to make connections about new learnings, create new neuroplasticity such that you can actually lean into the change and make it long-term. So use this time to reflect. Use this time to lean into your practice, your yoga practice, meditation practice, breathing practice, whatever that is for you. Don't feel like you have to let go of that because that may be the thing that sustains you even. That includes eating healthy, by the way. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a sucker for this. Listen, I love my pumpkin pie. I love my apple crumble. But no, seriously, I, I, I'm trying to be mindful of that. So we went through a few things. Take all of the time off. Be able to focus that time that you take off on what it is that you really want to do, which means you have to be okay learning how to say no and set boundaries about what you will and what you won't want to do. As you take your time off and you say no and you are engaged with family, recognize those members where you know you will be dysregulated. You know you will be activated or triggered in some way. How can you step into the holidays in a position that's strong? How do you let go of your stress and anxiety so that you can enjoy the holidays and use it as an opportunity to refill? Eat healthy. Don't abandon your therapy and meditation. Make time to reflect and start to pay attention to what is it that you want. Listening to this right now, take a breath and release it. Together, let's approach the holidays with a clear mind and a grateful heart. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we'll see you soon. Let's go, baby.